There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, beautiful one. Welcome to the Fuck It Up Comedy Club podcast. I am your host, Kima B, and you are now tuned in to an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. Now, this what we do here, what we're doing, what we're up to is simple. We just want to hear dope stand up from lovely comedians and get to know them a little better. Oh, and I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. This episode had some um, delightful stand up with some like unexpectedly beautiful conversation. But don't think that because things were delightful and beautiful, they weren't all so nasty. They weren't all so naughty. They weren't all so a bit what the fucky. <laughs> this episode is a treat. I was honored to be joined by Chin Wang, Dana Alexander, and the Molex Dimension. Um, and oh, let's let's get into it, y'all. I asked the gang to share with me some moments where they felt fucking incredible. I was, I was going to say, like, you know, it's fucking incredible when you put your password in the first time and it's correct, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, have, I have something I want to share. So um, this, I'm, I'm 42, and this year was the first year that I had made a music video with a professional team. And, and it was called Asians of Feelings 2, and it was about um, Stop Asian Hate and LGBTIQA plus uh, representation. Love and that. one of the places it screened at was at um, Fringe Film Fest, where I've been for like years and years. Sick. And it was so great to be there. And I was in the Q&A, but I was really shy because I was really worried about looking hot. And, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it's always been my dream to like rock up to a film festival and watch my film on the big screen. And then afterwards, they're like, the director's here, and I give a little wave. And that's, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. I love that. Um, Chen, and if you haven't directed a film, don't worry. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I moved to London two years ago, and then so, uh, but one year ago, I started my own Chinese uh, comedy club in London, which I think is the first really? ever Chinese comedy club. Yeah, and uh, it's doing great so far. We have a lot of comedians, and we're doing regular shows, and we uh, we are doing the first ever Chinese Mandarin Chinese comedy yes, competition. Yes, it's here. Yeah, it's here, and it's this Saturday, and it's a sold out show to two hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well so I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, well and if you have any Chinese friend or whoever speak Mandarin, tell them that they can't come to the show because it's sold out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe on the second annual. Yes, yeah. next year maybe. Beautiful audience of Twenty One Soho, it's showtime, baby! So please clap, whoop, and cheer. Welcome to the stage, your host, Kimmy Bob. of color 
the comedy club. Yes! Thank you so much for being here. This is an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. Brilliant, excellent acting. Oh, so glad that you're here, so glad that you're joining me, so glad to be able to share these comedians with you. Oh, uh, as I said, I'm Kima, I'm from Texas, which is a bad place. Um, we don't need to get into it, we don't have time, and you know. <laughs> but recently I've been feeling myself uh, Britishifying, um, and it's been a little disturbing for me. Um, recently, I had a friend uh, accomplish something quite monumentous. And what I said to her with my full chest, with all my energy and love and warmth was, well done. <laughs> she's not a steak, she's a woman. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And let me explain to you, as a British person within this culture, you might not know that over, over across the pond, we're not saying well done to our homies. We're like, oh, congrats, that was sick, that was awesome, you're incredible. But well done? <laughs> and I said, I felt so embarrassed, I felt patronizing? Well done. Like, do you know what I mean? I felt like I was her grandpa. <laughs> well done. Well done for me growing up was only like on a sticker from your kindergarten teacher. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well done. And I just, it, it really is bothering me that that's actually a part of my lingo now. I say shit like you lot. <laughs> I'm from y'all territory. <laughs> you lot. It's absolutely insane. It's mad. I was looking at a spa brochure and it was like coming to our sensory chamber for 40 winks. And I was like, that must be some kind of bougie beauty treatment where they like tickle you with feathers about 40 times. And they're just like, what is this? I don't know, it really blows my mind. It makes me, um, it makes me uncomfortable that I'm becoming this, but I feel like the only thing you can do in moments of uncomfortability is embrace it. Yeah, so I'm asking you, beautiful audience of predominantly British descent, if you wouldn't mind teaching me some of your phrases. And I mean, I don't want the pop culture shit, like langed, <laughs> whatever that is, which I don't really understand. Is it the evolution of Pang? Yeah. Why? Anyway, I want to know, like, the shit that your grandma says. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do we have any old-timey British phrases. I assume it would be something like, no, that's all the gravy. Or, uh, don't, don't fill up my... Cross my peas? Brass monkeys. Brass monkeys? What is that? that? When it's cold, you're like, brass monkeys? Why? Ships and cannibals and brass monkeys? You, what do you know? <laughs> it's cold enough to freeze a brass monkey's balls off. Fascinating. And that's tough to do because, quite frankly, the monkey is made of brass. Already a solid monkey, we would think. Wow, so um, how did this phrase like come to you when you were younger? Were people like, ooh, brass monkeys? 
Oh my god. That's so fun. Oh, we love a nautical. We love a nautical lingo. Gosh, oh my gosh, brass monkeys. That's fun. Does anyone have something brash monkish? Hmm, very shy, not feeling very British. Don't want to educate. Hold on one second. We're coming here. <laughs> wait, are these the same? Okay, so tickety boo, tickety boo, and then you said, "Do I know Cockney rhyming slang?" Now this. Don't say any swears. Apples and pears. Don't say any swears. Tickety boo. I haunt you. I lost the shit. Wait, okay, okay. So, uh, 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 Miss Tickety Boo. Something like that says, like, whenever I ask how he is, yeah. Like, oh, I'm Tickety Boo. He's quite sad, but he's. But he's Tickety Boo. Yeah. Tickety Boo to me sounds like it's, it's like clockish, right? And you're just going on, and the hours are passing, and you're still there. So maybe we should check on your dad. <laughs> How you doing? I'm tickety boo. Yeah, and maybe he's ready to explode at any moment. This is fun. I love lingo. Um, can you? Uh, thank you. Thank you. A round of applause for this guy's dad. <laughs> and a round of applause for our brass monkeys. Yeah. Can you? Uh, this uh, Cockney rhyming slang. I know you'd be like. Car- I was about to say Carol's daughter, <laughs> which is very much a hair care brand. Um, but be like Carol's daughter, and then that would be slang for like she's a big farter. <laughs> is, that, is that like how it works? Are they just things rhyme all the time? Yeah, it's basically things that rhyme that mean something. So apples and pears mean stairs. Apples and pears mean stairs. Dog and bone means phone. Dog and bone means phone. Oh my god, this country, just fucking say what you mean. <laughs> my god. Honestly, I kid you not, I think that's how y'all got in that Brexit debacle. <laughs> because they were throwing around the word referendum and no one knew they should vote. <laughs> just say what the fuck you mean. Oh, I don't know if I can become British, you know? This is hard. This is a lot. <laughs> don't, great advice. <laughs> Apples and pears, stairs. What? Like, because if you have an apple and a pear, you're two steps closer to your five a day? This is crime! <laughs> this na- stop this nation! Halt this nation! Okay, I'll stop naturalizing myself. I really love and respect you guys, but you have just shown me that it's not worth it. <laughs> just kidding, I'm having a great time. I think I might run for PM. Um, <laughs> It's so funny. That's how bad the leadership has gotten. Someone who can't go like this without being like, I'm horny. (laughs) Run my nation. (laughs) Okay, gang, uh, the first comic I'm going to bring to you is called Chin Wang, and I want you guys to lose your fucking minds about it. Fuck the inventor of the sausage roll. Welcome her like she's the inventor of the orgasm. (laughs) Oh, what I do to that person. Um... Okay, gang, are you ready to receive Chin Wang? Uh, my name is Chin. 
uh, Qin Wang, and uh, that's actually a fake name. <laughs> yeah, see, I actually chose this name from an English book. It's called Chinese Name for Dummies. <laughs> yeah, you're all very welcome. People always ask me, people like, your name is Qin? You're from China with the surname Wang? Like, what, are you in witness protection program or something? <laughs> I'm like, shut up, Scott. <laughs> from Scotland <laughs> with a surname McDonald. <laughs> yeah, it's very suspicious. <laughs> we were talking about uh, British phrases earlier. Uh, I'm an immigrant as well, I'm from China, and uh, I recently learned a few weird British phrases. Here's a thing for you, here's a question for you. In British English, do you know how to describe when it's rainy lightly, like tiny bit of raindrop? Drizzle, yeah, there's another word. Spitting, yes. Spitting. <laughs> Sp okay, here's the thing. I think in any other languages, there's quite a romantic and poetic way <laughs> to describe when it's raining lightly. Like in Chinese, we call it, ah, it's, it's like a thin hair. And in Japanese, they call it, ooh, it's, it's like a teardrop. Yeah, I know. And in here in Britain? <laughs> I just I just don't get it. And another day I was doing the same material to a different crowd and I actually got a protest from one of the audience in the front row. She was like, that is very unfair. I was like, why is it unfair? <laughs> And she was like, I think we have a lot of lovely phrases in English to describe weather. Maybe we just don't have one to describe when it's raining lightly. I was like, okay. <laughs> then do you know in British English, how do you describe when it's raining heavily? <laughs> it's called, it's pissing down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm an immigrant as well. Give me a cheer for immigrant. Oh, cool. Wow, a lot. See, this is what I recently found out. Like in the UK, when one immigrant meets another immigrant, the first question we always ask is, how long have you been here for? Yeah, we always ask, how long have you been here for? Yeah? It's like we're in a prison. <laughs> we ask is, is what do you do here? That's like, what you, what you in for? <laughs> and sometimes I meet some new friend, like there was one guy, he said, oh, I studied medicine. I was like, oh, that's like, what, five years sentence? <laughs> yeah, so I've been in this prison for nine years now. Yeah, thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, so, so nine years. I, I arrived in the UK nine years ago, but I arrived in Scotland. Yeah, I used, to, I used to study and live in Scotland. But like nine years ago, Scotland wasn't that diverse. It's probably not, still not that, that, that diverse nowadays. But yeah, it's even, worse now, it's even worse back nine years ago. So when I was doing my university, I was only of the few Chinese people in my class. So the whole class was trying to set me up with the other Chinese guy. <laughs> Well, oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. They're doing it in a very friendly way. They're just like making sure I can get laid. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they didn't say it, but I feel like they're, they're like, 
probably thinking, oh, look, mm, among those people, this one is yellow. <laughs> and this one is also yellow. So those two must make a pair. It's like they are trying to find a matching pair of socks. <laughs> Have you ever like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, and it's not only my classmates. Even my teachers thought like, I got to have something to do with the other Chinese guy. Like there's once we're in this English class and then the, the, the guy didn't come to the class. So the teacher looked at his empty seat and looked at me. And he's like, so, do you know where he is? I was like, should I know where he is? And he was like, yeah, but surely you two have some friends in common. Yeah, I feel the tension in the room, but it's okay, it's okay. All right, it's okay. I don't know if any of you went to those uh, English class for international students. So basically how it works, it's a British guy or girl, British teacher talking English about some British gossip and urban myths. Yeah, and in that very class, the urban myth we're talking about was Madeleine McCann. Yeah, yeah, a missing British girl. Yeah, so the teacher told the whole story, and he's like, she went missing. Then I said, so, do you know where she is? And the teacher said, no, nobody knows. I was like, yeah, but surely you two have some friends in common. <laughs> yeah, good old times. <laughs> Yeah, I got, uh, I got myself a, a British boyfriend, and uh, his name is Scott. <laughs> yeah, we have been together for quite a long time now. We've been together for five years. Yeah, so, yeah, so my boyfriend recently told me that he wants to get married. Yeah, and he told me that he actually went to ask my dad. And my dad agreed. Yeah, so I guess, I guess those two are getting married now. <laughs> I don't know what's the deal. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna talk about something recent. Oh, we have a we have a resigned prime minister. Yeah, that's a, this is a sudden turn, but I want to do this new material. Actually, it's not new material. I write this down like like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Like I've been here for nine years, and I experienced four resigned prime ministers. Like this is stuff made in China doesn't last long. British Prime Minister doesn't last long, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, recently, um, I actually had a very tired week last week. I had a very tired week last week because my boyfriend, he moved in with me in London. He just finished moving. And the whole situation was, so basically he moved into my flat in London, but the whole situation was sort of strange, very strange. So basically he walked into my flat and he looked around and he just started planning he just started planning by himself. He's like, oh, mmm, mmm, I guess I'll sleep on this side of the bed. Mmm, I'll take this part of the wardrobe. Mmm, I'll use those a few drawers. See, the thing is, I am Chinese and he is British. Yeah, so to me, that just feels like the old colonizer <laughs> have stepped in my territory and just started claiming stuff. Yeah, so I was like, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Which bit exactly looks like Hong Kong to you? So, I'm having a deja vu here. Yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're doing good, every relationship. 
Yeah, I think I think it's 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 interesting dating a person out of your own culture. It's interesting. Like we have a lot of cultural differences, and one of the things I find particularly interesting is how like white people you like to get your skin tanned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But our Chinese people, we like to get our skin whitened. Yeah. See, someday when it's too sunny outside, ooh, too sunny outside, I would just stay indoor. But he he would jump out into the bright sunlight to get tanned. Yeah, and when I look at him through the window, see that look exactly like when you're checking your chickens through the oven door. <laughs> and every half an hour he comes back, I help him apply the sun cream. That's me basting my chicken. <laughs> it's it's very tempting to stuff some uh, rosemary and thyme. <laughs> to spice things up. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you. Uh, you have been absolutely amazing. Thank you very much. Give it up again for Chen Wang. that love flowing because I have another performer to bring to you and I'm going to bring him to you right now. Are you ready for him? So welcome to the stage, the Mollusk Dimension! How are you all doing? Yeah. Doing good? I'm very excited to be here tonight. This is my first ever speed dating event. <laughs> I believe in honesty in a relationship, so I'm going to come out to you as being from Essex. <laughs> yeah, this tan is 100% natural. I'm British-born Chinese, which means I have a few degrees <laughs> in gaslighting. I'm trans, which means I don't identify with the government I was assigned at birth. And I'm non-binary, so I'm more than golden delicious. I'm a seafood salad. 98% protein, 2% fiber, 35% trauma. <laughs> Trans people are magical beings. We can become invisible and totally undetectable. Newspapers find us impossible to interview. Apparently, due to uh, falling readership, they simply can't afford the equipment to see and hear trans people. <laughs> Anyone like philosophy? Here's a question for you. If 50,000 people attend trans pride marches and no uh, journalists from the British media attend, do those journalists actually exist? <laughs> At least they gave us a special title. We are the official UK media scapegoat. <laughs> How do you think it feels to be the official UK media scapegoat? I feel incredibly proud. I'm a returning champion. Previously, as you may remember, Chinese people were the official UK media <laughs> scapegoat. Chinese people are feeders. And I brought some English takeaway tonight. I bet you're wondering what's inside this brown paper bag with an apple on it. Apples. <laughs> uh, that one is a pink lady, co-op's finest, firm tart with a crisp bite. Perfect for Soho. Enjoy. <laughs> Apple number two. Uh, that's for you. 
Um, would you like to trade in your old device? <laughs> no? Oh, slay as you go. And apple number three. Uh, how about over here? Would you like an apple? That one's refurbished. It was a smartphone, and now it's a royal gala. Make sure you wash it. In the 17th century, Galileo Newton discovered gravity. Wait, did I mix up two white men? All those names sound the same to me. In the 17th century, Albert Newton discovered gravity. This is what white people tell us. Actually, in the 7th century, there was an Indian astronomer and mathematician called Brahmagupta, and he was already talking about gravity as an attractive force. I find gravity very attractive. I love heavy shit, but I'd, but I'd never heard of Brahmagupta. Maybe he was invisible too. I didn't really learn about any black, indigenous, people of colour and LGBTIQA plus folks when I was at school. Now, people have said to me, squid, 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 I don't want my child to know you exist. Listen to me. I went to school with followers from six of the world's major religions. Hinduism, Islam, Sikhism, Judaism, Christianity, and take that. <laughs> I didn't convert to any of those religions. Transphobia is exhausting. I've not found a solution, but I have found a distraction. Kink therapy. <laughs> Here's where it gets a little seedy. I'm embarrassed to admit I've mostly dated white cishet men. Yeah. White supremacy did a really good job on me. Actually... It was revenge. I was trying to colonize them. <laughs> I've started seeing a person of color. Yeah. I'm loyal, even though he was relegated. I'm seeing Rishi Sunak. <laughs> Do people still know who Rishi Sunak is? Uh, until recently, he was chancing it with the ex-Chakar. I know he's married, but his wife is a non-dom, and I'm a switch. <laughs> I'm not really into mummy kink, but if I had to choose, it would be someone who hated me as much as I hated her. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> the troll queen herself. She's so sincere. Anyone else have a soft spot from the Ministry of Magic Dungeon? Just me? Okay. I don't want her on her knees. I just want her to say she's sorry. Someone else has caught my eye lately. Let me see if she's here. Oh, you might know her as Liz. <laughs> I call her Turfy Truss. She's the apple of my eye. Turfy Truss, the last person to shake hands with the Queen. An example of kink gone wrong. <laughs> I've really enjoyed our speed dating experience. You're great at listening. More attractive than gravity. Before I go, let's talk about the squid in the room. It's hard to follow your dreams when you're a seafood salad. People have called me shellfish. They say I'm bananas, even with apples appeal left out. 
I dream of a world where squids are welcome. Give me a shout if you want this too. Here are a few final core questions. Can people hear me? Can people see me? Can people sense my presence? Sweet. And if there are any reporters here, please help me explain to them why for eight minutes there was a microphone floating in the air. You've been absolutely delicious. I've been the mollusk dimension. Wow. I don't even know how to give it to you. She's done comedy in like over 40 countries for like almost 20 years. More. Did you say more? 22. She's absolutely incredible. I love her. She's a hoot and a holler. Please welcome to the stage the Dana Alexander. <laughs> I feel like I've just been outed as elderly at a uni gig. <laughs> touch this skin, touch all of this skin. I'm sure we have one thing in common. I'm looking at you very young people I could be the teenage mother of. <laughs> and uh, make some noise if you took uh, public transit here. Woo! Do you recognize me? <laughs> That's my place. It's very interesting. I noticed they have these, uh, these new public service announcements ever since the lockdown. Are you guys familiar with this one sign here? For those of you guys with cars, I'm going to read it out to you. I like the girl's like, now I was going to read it, girl. <laughs> it's okay. All right, I love this one. Staring. Intrusive staring of a sexual nature is sexual harassment, and it is not tolerated. Anybody who wrote this has never been on the 279. <laughs> there are real problems on my bus. <laughs> yes, I did catch somebody looking at my juicy breasts. And I looked down and there were crisps everywhere. <laughs> it's not the point, there are real problems. You don't need to worry about the guy staring at everybody's breasts. You need to look at the guy in the corner that has just shit himself. There are real <laughs> problems. Lots of things were happening during lockdown. Aging, hey, anybody here? I mentioned how, yeah, 22 years in comedy. I'm, you know how old I am? I am so old, I have paged a weed dealer. <laughs> Back when it was illegal. <laughs> to be honest, I miss the danger. I miss the danger. <laughs> Times are changing. No, I, I am glad to be here. Um, I, I used my lockdown as effectively as I could. My family is uh, Jamaican and anti-vax. <laughs> yeah, well, the ones that are left. You know that. <laughs> Rest in peace, Uncle Cleverlyn. You were wrong. <laughs> I'm not an optimist. I, have all, I had all kinds of plans for COVID. Mostly, I wanted to lose some weight because I would like to fit into my coffin. 
I had all kinds of plans. I, you know what my plan was for real? Because I work a lot. My plan was, I'm going to get laid. You want to lock me in the house for two years? I am going on the hunt. The rest of you, I, you, you can stay at home. You can save lives, not me. I'm looking for D in a field. Yes, I am. And some people want to go to Tinder, all those little mainstream dating sites. I went to the bottom of the barrel. I went to Badoo. Or as I like to call it, but don't do it. Don't do it, girl. You know what it is? You know what Badoo is? Badoo is basically grinder for straight people. We don't need that shit. There are not as many gay and queer people, right? You don't need to know, because you know, we all know what grinder is. So you know when someone's there, it's like, oh, he is two meters away. Straight people don't need that. You're at the shop, it's 9 a.m., he is three meters away. I'm like, I don't even have a bra on. <laughs> so I went on to Badoo, and uh, I found the craziest dating profile. It's real. That I ever read in my life. I wish I was funny enough to write this shit, but not this <laughs> dude is real and I'm gonna guess what his accent is based on the content of this profile if this is your accent I apologize all right here we go DJ slash songwriter slash songwriter slash composer slash MC slash model Single dad. <laughs> Openly bisexual and playful. Mixed race. Quarter British, quarter Bengali, quarter P word. Who calls themselves a racial slur? Damn. Quarter Arab and quarter Spanish. <laughs> Did you notice? He's five quarters. I never met somebody who was 125% man. But I will stretch the fuck out and try. Son, four years old, I know how to treat a woman like a queen. I'm an open-minded gentleman and I love like-minded people. Live, Ilford, work, Primark. <laughs> Born, London, live with, flatmate. Oh, it gets better. My flatmate is the mother of my child. Talk about a demotion. <laughs> also, she comes hospital with me when my son becomes ill. My son is suffering from bronchitis slash asthma. <laughs> Ask me anything. <laughs> what more do you want to know? <laughs> I'm nosy as hell. I'm scrolling to the bottom. I'm like, doubt my God, you're a teetotaler. <laughs> You did all this shit sober. <laughs> I gotta 
say this right now. I'm like, I'm severely jealous of your generation. Like, you guys like made things better and worse at the same time. Like, R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, and The Cosby Show are now over. They are officially over. You know what I found out at the age of like 39? That a woman could be a drag queen. A cis woman could be a fucking drag queen. My dream just aged by 20 fucking years. It is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I'm getting so old, like, I need to like upgrade my weed dealer. Because you guys don't know, you probably have that youth dealer still, right? Like, I'm at that age where I need that old hippie that has the same strain every week. Nah, nah. I got one of those ones. I ain't got a, I ain't got a quarter. All I've got is like two eighths. I'm teaching everybody fractions this motherfucking lockdown. We're gonna learn it today. You know you're old when you start to feel motherly towards your, you know, your marijuana dealer. <laughs> what is your name, young lady? My name's Shanice, but my friends call me Snoop Doe, innit? <laughs> All right, Shanice. You just zip up your jacket when you go outside. It's cold outside there. <laughs> Times are changing. We know that times are changing for the better. For the, we, oh, you know what? You guys got a black little mermaid. Yeah, don't settle for less. I won't be happy until we take Mary Poppins. There is no stopping a black Mary Poppins. Just a spoonful of sugar, sugar, sugar. No, I'm sorry, I'm all. Everybody's so mad about this Black Little Mermaid, nobody wants to talk about the original offense. Sebastian. <laughs> That's your faking fucking fraud. I couldn't take it. I haven't been so offended since Rastamouse. <laughs> And Cool Runnings, what the hell? No one had a problem when Ariel was under the sea in the Caribbean as a ginger burning the fuck up. How the fuck is she... <laughs> Let's be real. A lot of people talk about, a lot of people think that political correctness is ruining stand-up comedy. Do you guys believe this? I don't believe it, just don't be a dick, right? It's not hard. People are like, oh my God, you are so woke. You are so woke. It's just a different word. Back in my day, we called it uh, unemployable. No, it is a little bit interesting, right? Because we see a lot of things happening right now. Because you sometimes got to laugh through the pain, let's be honest, right? We see what's happening with the invasion in the Ukraine. Solidarity with the Ukrainians. But do you guys remember the reporting? Those reporters were shook when they saw white refugees. They could not take it. They're like, oh my God, these are blonde hair people with blue eyes. These are Christians. They could live next to you. I'm like, I don't think you know where I live. I counted the white people in my neighborhood. 17. But it was a different situation because I was watching the coverage. I watched a woman in the Ukraine run from an explosion with a cat in a carrier. 
a bad plan, girl. It's a bad plan. Even the cat who couldn't speak in the carrier's like, do you want us both to die? I could sleep outside. I could drink from a puddle. When I did that joke, oh my God, white people got so mad. They were mad. They were like, oh my God, how could you talk about the animals? The animals. You hate animals. I'm like, I love them. They are delicious. They are de- I had two animals today. I just think the other refugees would be very confused coming from Syria and Afghanistan, watching the television like, damn, I didn't know we could bring pets. I couldn't even bring my baby. That's what I'm talking about. It's too much, let's be honest. Because everybody, we're so cocky in the West, like we could never be a refugee. Putin is planning it right now, okay? And I can't think of anything worse than British refugees. That's a lie. American refugees, that would be terrible. Can you imagine? Can you imagine working at that refugee camp? I'm sorry, sir, Doritos are not a human right. At least British people pretend to suffer. They're not really gonna suffer, but they're gonna make it look like they're suffering so they can look noble and shit, you know? It's like, does this sun come out every day? What's this you've put on my chicken then? That's seasoning. (laughs) You destroyed the economy of my country for these things and you can't even use them! (laughs) You guys are great, thank you guys. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's me, Kima B, letting you know that if you like listening to us fuck it up in your house, if you like listening to us fuck it up in your car or on your train, you will absolutely love being in the room where it happens. We usually record our episodes in London in front of a live audience. And let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful audiences I've ever seen. And I would love for you to join us. For more info, check out Fuck It Up Comedy on Insta or Twitter or go to fuckitupcomedy.com. Please help me in welcoming back the Mollusk Dimension and Chen Wang! Hey guys, well done, well done, well done. Oh shit. 
So I've just become like the British grandpa of my nightmares. Well done, well done. Um, a round of applause for these guys! Um, thank you all for being here. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for uh, doing the work that you do, communicating the things that you communicate through your stand-up. I think each of you in your own way um, really brought something incredible uh, to the stage tonight and I really am just glad to have you, so thank you. Um, woo indeed. I wanted to ask you guys, how did, how, did you end up, uh, how did you end up doing this? It always fascinates me the way that comedians find their way to the mic. Me first? Whoever, go for it. I guess it was the longest to go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I did a lot of drama, musical theater, dancing, acting, all of that stuff, but um, I was uh, maybe a little difficult to work with. (laughs) I don't believe it. (laughs) And it wasn't even that. It was like when I was younger, even trying to get into acting and things like that, a lot of the roles that I was going up from, like, prison guard, Mm -hmm. inmate, Sassy woman in the audience. <laughs> like, maybe I need to get into some writing. <laughs> so I think that's kind of the catalyst for me. So I was about 18 years old, and uh, I just did a stand-up comedy course, and I fell in love with it, and I've been a comedian ever since. Yeah. Ooh. And were you in? Was it Toronto that you? Found? I was in Edmonton, Alberta, Edmonton. and then I moved to Vancouver, then Toronto. And then I came here, yeah. Thank you, because if you wouldn't have said the name, I would have one more guess. I would have been Toronto. I would have been like Vancouver, and I've run out. No, I'm like from the I'm like from the Texas of Canada. I know how to two step. I know how to line dance. Wow. That is part of my culture. Oh my gosh, honestly. Um, what about you, Squid? How did you find your way into this? I know you do other performance as well. Yeah. So um, I. Primarily been doing. I'm actually 42, by the way. I just thought you might like to know that. So. Okay, so um, if you're listening at home, you might not have heard the very um, genuinely shocked what uh, <laughs> from the back of the room. Um, mine was internal. Uh, <laughs> mine was like, give me your lotion. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like mainly doing like music, and um, then this summer I had a small injury, and I was like, what if I didn't have to carry my keyboard around um, anymore and just like kind of like come to gigs and stuff? So I've based, and also the other thing is it's like you know like a cultural thing like being British Chinese, and I have this kind of like a I do like playing music, but it's kind of a bit like oh everyone just wants me to play the piano and shut up. So, <laughs> so like uh, like since August. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. But but basically, when I've been doing music, I've actually been telling stories, but usually behind the keyboard and like singing songs with people. But it's really refreshing to just like tell the stories as well. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much, because, uh, yeah, I've seen you around and stuff uh, with the with the keyboard. Um, I, I love that. That's what we call it. That's what we call it. It's a keyboard. Um, I love that, that kind of ownership of your voice and saying, like, I want to say something. I want to say what I want to say. I know um, I have a lot of friends that do, like, dance or different things like that. Um, and what's oftentimes what I feel like is... Um, yeah, missing sometimes is like the audience is sitting back and just like really enjoying these uh, physical performances, and they should be, but sometimes those people want to say something and they don't have the mouth. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a microphone to do so. I think that's a, a really like real feeling as a performer of color, feeling like they're just like 
entertain me in the way that makes me most comfortable. And I love that you're like, nah. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of, I've been doing some stuff with like music and like speaking opinions as well. I also like the way you said keyboard, because I think that sounds like it weighs it's lighter fun. than my actual keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a bit lighter. Keyboard, heavy, keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few fingers to lift. Uh, what about you, Chen? How did you end up uh, in, this, in this six it game? Okay, so I have two versions of the story. Okay, the first version is that it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, it's pretty boring, because before I moved to London, I used to live in, in Edinburgh, that's actually true. And mm. I lived there for, uh, for, for five years, and I was a student, so during, like each summer we have the French festival. Yeah. And because I was a student, I was very poor, so I keep going to those free comedy gigs, mm. that some of them are very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I watched way too many. Like, there's one day, I watched, like, five free comedy shows in one day. And I, I was pretty, like, like, basically, there's, like, a map, like, an app thing, and then you can filter gigs. Used to be. There used to be, There yeah, was actually a lot year. of drama uh, this year uh, within the, like, uh, comedy community because uh, generally they had an Ed Fringe app. You could yeah. find shows that were nearby, shows that are on now, um, and it would help people be discovered. Um, and then there's no app, so you have to like go online and look in a book, and it sounds so basic of a problem to have, but it really made an impact. <laughs> yeah, so every year, every summer, if I'm in Edinburgh, which is like every year, I'll go mm -hmm. to all the free shows that, that I, can, I can go to see. And then I was like, hmm, this is interesting, maybe I can do it as well, if uh, mm. people are doing it and they seem to be happy, so mm -hmm. I decided to give it a go. This is one version, and another version is, Okay, so I was watching these shows, and it's, it's okay, it's all good, it's very happy, until around uh, 2018 and 2019. Okay. That's when, like, there's, like, this China threat kind of, kind of theory coming out, and then mm. when the coronavirus first came out, and there's way too many bad jokes about China, like, yeah, about my yeah. culture. I'm like, okay, it might be funny, but this is, like, way too hack or whatever. It's not yeah. a very new perspective. Yeah. If yeah. anyone is going to make a China joke, that will be me. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, so basically, I went on the stage to claim my own joke back, like about China. Badass. Yeah, I hard. think that's so sick. Hell yeah. Oh that's my why God. I said two versions. So this, like, the, the first version is like the, the very like, light-hearted version. Oh, I want to try the second version. Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of my, my ambitious. But yeah. when people... Like, listen to it. They were like, oh, okay, you're going to go on the stage and defend China. Ooh. Mmm. Mm. What theory do you have? So I feel like, oh, okay. It's really interesting because with all three of you guys, uh, I saw the, like, through line of autonomy and being able to do what the fuck you want and say what the fuck you want. And I think that's really sick. What do you do when you're not doing this? What do you do for fun? <laughs> I watch everything drag-related. I am absolutely obsessed with anything that has... I had RuPaul's tape on, like, tape when I was 11, before I knew she was a man. <laughs> like, um, I'm obsessed with cooking. I think I bought every yes. single kitchen gadget yeah. going during the lockdown. Like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, don't even start Oh, uh, I bet you'd be fucking up an air fryer. Uh, <laughs> Air fryer, George Foreman grill, tagine, waffle maker, spiralizer. Wait, I have a everything. Everything. Tagine? Yeah, I have a tagine. Who's a tagine? 
Does she's everyone know about Judy the Judy girl? She my good Judy. She's basically a, a Moroccan stew pot that's uh, conical. That you oh, put, yeah, on the stove. I thought the dish was called the tagine, but is the it dish is, also it is. called it's, it's, yeah, because it's, it's made it's, in a tagine? It's both. It's <gasps> both. So it's an equipment just for that one particular dish. No, there's many dishes. Oh, I mean, okay. there's ten thousand different stews and chickens and beefs and lambs and <laughs> right. But it's just a way. It's like a crock. It's like a Moroccan crock pot. Yeah. I actually, I, I, when I saw like you were coming, I was like, oh, I'm gonna talk to Dana about food. But I was like, I don't know if anyone else cooks or feels the way that she does about it. <laughs> like, it's this, on a deep level. Yeah. It's so, like somebody could be like, I don't think you're funny. I'm like whatever. But somebody like, I don't like your chicken. I'm like, what did you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> and then I go to bed and be like tossing and turning in the night, and wake up with a new recipe. <laughs> The first time I went to the fringe, we stayed together, and you saved my life, girl, in that lentil bolognese. Oh, she'll fuck up a lentil bolognese. Didn't even get a start. Yeah, we did, we did a lot of cooking. Didn't even get a start. And you made me talk to your mother. That's the... <laughs> I just wanted to know it was okay. She wanted to know. She wanted to know. <laughs> um, what about you guys? What, what brings you joy outside of uh, this? I'm going to continue the food theme. Because my uncle. What? We are cookers? Okay, yeah, this is yeah, great. Yeah. Like, apparently, when I was little, uh, like, my uncle, um, my mum's my brother, who was visiting this week, uh, like, he said, so in Cantonese, the word for food is, uh, or eating is sick, weirdly. And, uh, and um, yeah, apparently, I was just like, sick, sick, sick. That was like my favorite <laughs> thing to like, say and do and everything. Um, but actually, like, because you mentioned, like, corona racism, like, because of corona racism, it actually affected mm. my appetite a lot. So I'm really, like, you know, I've been on, like, a healing journey with, like, food and talking about food and, like, eating with people. And I don't know if anyone gets a reference, but I'm all lime green hanky on the left. Thank you very much. And mm. stuff. Like, which means feed me. So oh. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, oh, oh, yes, because the hankies. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for those of you that won't know maybe some queer history or, you know, what not, I was going to say if you're too straight, but also if you're uh, a, a young queer, you might not know. Um, the hanky system with different colors of like bandanas that you stick out of like a back pocket. Is it a different pocket? You better be careful things? with that in Waltham still. That's. <laughs> <laughs> It'll Dangerous. be the end, bruv. <laughs> no, you, you can't wear the wrong hanky. Even my little cousins, I remember being nice. Like, don't you be wearing red in the town center. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's totally, yeah. You're like getting your ass beat, and you're like, no, I just like ass play. That's <laughs> 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 not what the flag was about. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so there are different flags, the different colors of the flags mean like different things, or a way to signal to other people in the queer community what you're about. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna get cancelled by pink news because that was probably very wrong. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't know that a green hanky was like a f like you like food stuff. Is it like yeah. food stuff in a hot way? Or are you just like it makes me feel cared for to be fair? It's, it's kind of like I, I like mixing kink with humour in case anyone mm. didn't notice. Like, so yeah, like. Yeah, it's, mm. it, I just met whipped meant cream. A, That's what I'm talking about. Whipped cream. Food way. Okay. Hot. I support. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm not gonna ask you about horny stuff, because we just met today. Um, and I, I respect you. Um, but I want you to know that I do ask people I respect about horny stuff as well. But what I want to know. 
Horny or non-horny is what do you do for fun? I was gonna say eat. <laughs> it's horny every day. Like there's one day I ate six meals within one day, and I wasn't. I still wasn't full. <laughs> I just can't because it's, it's so good. That's like. So uh, that's why in 2018, I went back to China to visit my, my, my family. And yeah. I just kept eating. I ate six full meals, not like snacks, yeah. snacks, snacks. I kept eating, kept eating. Yeah, yeah, that's my first story. My second story is there's once I went to a buffet and I actually ate too much and made myself sick. <laughs> which I was very proud of. I was like, wow, I did it. Wait, so we're all eaters here. You're saying that when you went home, is it because the food was being made by your family? No, it's just, just random restaurant food. Oh, got you. I thought you, were saying, I thought you were saying you went home and you saw your family and you're just like, ah! Cause oh, that I, as well, yeah. 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 Uh, can you guys make, like, family recipes? I make every family recipe, but I'm different in the sense that I actually prefer to shop, to cook, to wash the vegetables, cut the vegetables. Oh, my God. I'm like if you're at home right I'm now, just like, I just want to keep it. it. I just want to keep it in the fridge. Dana's going bad. I'm like, but then it will be gone. If you yeah. at home and you can't see Dana's face, it was like she wanted to fuck the process. <laughs> she was like, I'm in the store, I'm hunting for the veg, I find the perfect. Oh, yes, I am that, I am that girl. I hear you. Yeah, so you're, you're all down with the family recipes. What about you guys? Can you make any family recipes? Um, I'm still kind of getting over one of my exes who told me that his a white ex who said that his parents, when he heard that, when they heard that he was dating me, they said, oh, you'll get some good food. Wow. So really put me off cooking Asian food. Um, I really need some <laughs> acupuncture as well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a pain in the ass, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll get back into it. Like, I, basically, you know, people, like, I, I don't know, it's this weird thing in my brain, so basically I just, whenever I put any pictures of food up, it's always like, I don't know, uh, spaghetti bolognese or like hash mm. browns or jacket potatoes it's almost like I'm trying to prove something and mm. then I secretly like eat udon and don't take pictures of it <laughs> <laughs> your little noodle mistress <laughs> what about you Jen? I no I like I, I don't cook and I, I have terrible kitchen skill like mm. I, okay this is embarrassing but there's once it was in the winter and I, I really feel like a can of coke but it was really really cold so I decided to heat up a can of coke in a saucepan <laughs> yeah and I was heating it up and suddenly I heard boom I was like what's happening and why my kitchen just like oh like splash of like uh, black dot everywhere I was I was actually confused and then I went to see my coke it was exploding <laughs> Are you the youngest or the only Probably. child? I, I'm the only child, yeah. Of course. Oh, we know of about course, that. yeah. <laughs> you know what's the worst part of this story? I actually have a physics degree in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, can I ask, as a fellow eater but not cooker, how do you survive? <laughs> Are you a microwave meal bay? Are you a delivery honey? Definitely delivery. Yeah, mm. delivery. Do you yeah. have that plus? No, the plus? No, no. It's a thing to get that. 
Because if I get that, I will keep ordering. Like, I would rather just pay more each time. I'm like, oh, I feel so guilty ordering and order next time. Let me tell you something. It is an enabling force, knowing that you won't pay for delivery. But I, I promise you. Do, you. do you know what they stopped doing? And huh. they learned this quick over the lockdown. Do you remember the first time in Uber where they told you how much you spent for the year? <gasps> did they? Did like, they say I don't need to know that! <laughs> and then you never got that again. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine like a Spotify wrap for your food ordering? <laughs> like that's four months of rent yeah yeah oh it's tough though i don't know how to i watch this thing um a, a friend of mine who was enabling me sent it to me um and it was by some guy called black bezos on instagram i've not seen any of his other videos okay we've seen sam he was talking about the way that um he was like why do rich people hire private chefs because they value time and they want to spend their time doing things that are productive instead of cooking. And I was like, am I rich people? <laughs> and cooking is productive. It is. And also, I know, I know. Yes. Will you tell me about the way it makes you Because I know, like, you sound like the exercise people. I like it. It makes me feel good. <laughs> you just call them exercise people. Yeah, because I'm not them and I believe them. But I won't get on board. The thing is, if you, if you make good food and that's productive but if you try to cook and then it come out not eatable that's not productive you need to try harder (laughs) (laughs) but like but for you is cooking do you feel like it's kind of self-care like it's a a relaxing thing and a creative thing because you know like carrots cannot argue with you yeah (laughs) neither can an onion I don't know about that knife. Sometimes you get into it. True. Right? A wise person did point out that will make you cry. Mm. <laughs> no, that's, that's... Oh, I don't know. I just don't understand the process. See, I don't know. Will you tell me your process of what happens? Because I... I Why don't you get one of those, like, Gusto kits where they just, like, explain everything and everything's portioned? Like, like a you know kind what I'm of... Talking uh, like a HelloFresh moment. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll... You know what? I got something for you after the show. Wow. Yes, I uh, do. Looks like somebody here is about to get 10 to 20% off. Yes, girl. <laughs> I, I feel like I just hit a moment where I'm like, ooh, hungry, got to eat. Uh, um, guys, thank you so much for being here. Please give it up for the action you've seen tonight. Ken Alexander, Kamala's Dimension, and Chen Wong. Oh, what a good time. Oh, my gosh. What a treat. Uh, I'm so grateful for the conversations that we're able to have uh, on this on this show, on this platform. Uh, at the same time, I do want to apologize because, like, <laughs> I feel like half of this season has either been about my dating troubles or the fact that I can't figure out how to feed myself without feeling guilty about it. <laughs> So sorry, this has turned into Kima's Deliveroo intervention. <laughs> oh, but I appreciate you for sticking, sticking with us and sticking with it. Um, <laughs> as usual, the incredible comics you've heard all have like projects that you can enjoy and support. So please do, uh, you know, follow them online. Uh, and, you know, ain't nothing wrong with being a fan, honey. Ain't nothing wrong with being a fan. But I think when we begin to stand, when we begin to Eminem, okay, 
that when we begin to stand, then we have a problem. But I think supporting each other, um, rooting for people's success, looking forward to the next thing that people do, I think there's nothing wrong, but everything right with that. And I'm so delighted to be a fan of everyone that I've been able to have on the podcast and hopefully um, spread some of that fandom onto you. Ah, anyway, as always, the Fuck It Up podcast is brought to you by the Films of Color Comedy Club, the House of the Guilty Feminist, and is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. Have a gentle week, baby. See you next Tuesday. Oh, I keep calling you a gunt. <laughs>